playoff season is back right now for the Cool Ninja Show episode 37. It's Chiefs versus Ravens one. We um Chiefs we versus to... Texans, not Ravens. My bad. Um, In the side. We were going to record the one day, and then I like fell asleep. And then yesterday night, we were also going to record. Um, but I was, we were both really tired, and I was watching the game, even though it was a blowout. And we just thought we could just have a nice discussion about the game. I uh, mm-hmm. retrospect view of the game. Through our, we still have our, our wide receiver cheer list we've had made for a couple of days now. And, and it's only a two-upload week, but um, school is in full Zoom, full uh, full effect here for us. I have my first cross-country meet. Stuff is stuff is going on. We're getting a little bit busy, but we're keeping up the Colton and Joe show grind. Um, yeah. So I have to ask you, how was, how was your uh, your week been since um, since we got, it's been a little while? Got to update the fans about our life. It's been okay. Um, obviously, we got the season back. The big thing, uh, there was there was some doubt for ever since really the NBA shut down. There's been doubt for everything, so it's nice that we're able to have something there. Finally, get the season back, and it's normal um, for the most part. So, obviously, it's nice to get back watch the uh, East Texans game. It was a pretty. It was. A, I mean, it wasn't like an amazing game, but like yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I was liking the Mahomes. He um, he performed well, considering um, him and Clyde Edwards Hilaire did not um, disappoint, and nor did their offense at all. They put up like fifty points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've just Ooh. been chilling out there, watching some watching some basketball playoffs. Miami made it to the Eastern Conference Finals happily. Uh, game seven is on right now. Toronto versus Boston. This year's gonna face them. And um, it's just a bunch of playoff basketball, and now we're getting into football season. So life is good, I guess. How have you been? What what have you been up to apart from school? So yeah, as I said, my first cross country meet, and I I came in. I just didn't want to get last, and I did not get last. I got um thirteenth out of like twenty seven overall. But and there was I I beat two boys, so I, I wanted to as as long as I beat all the boys, I was gonna be happy. Um, there were two girls that finished in front of me, and yeah. It's, the really good girls. I'm the not very good boy at cross country, so it's sad. But I'll make sure I beat all the girls next time because I mean I don't even I would I don't even want to race against girls. <laughs> it's weird. It was weird. Um, but mostly it was I thought it was kind of funny because because they had this they had like the two teams standing six feet apart at the beginning, but then once the cross country like the actual meet started, like all of us just diverged onto a really narrow path. So um, it was the first cross country meet I ever ran, and um, uh, it was pretty fun. I don't know. It was like. It was okay. It was a weird course, but yeah. I don't really know much about about I it. Never, obviously, I can never other, do any of that. Uh, yeah, other than that, nothing as interesting has happened. My high school football team got blown out tonight um, by lost, but they didn't. Get- it was like fifty-seven to fourteen. Um, <laughs> my grade started um, his first game today and against Beaver Falls. Um, if you live around here, they're, <laughs> they're a very they're a good football team and. I guess we just moved up in divisions because our football team's been good for a little bit, but not we're not well matched we were, again. We were bad for a long time, and we actually we moved down a division this year. We were really bad for a long time, and they moved us down, and we did really good, and I guess they moved us back up. And um, either that, we've never played Beaver Falls before, so for yeah, good we, reason. <laughs> we got booted down, which is actually good because now we're facing things that are actually near us and not teams like in Pittsburgh like we were before. So Yeah. I I really wish I could play. Like I don't know. The time is, has passed for me to be able to, to like actually play football. But yeah, that's, I played it for however many four years, five years, and 
I busted up. You you just busted up my wrist. Wasn't able to play for a year or two, and then I just haven't got back into it. You know what I mean? It's like I enjoyed playing, but I also had freedom and still being able to go play with those same guys at like any time if I feel like it. But also like if I don't feel like it, I want to do whatever <laughs> I want. I there's get pros it. And cons, there's pros and cons, and I enjoyed my time, but like you know sometimes and you know for junior year that's where you get the most work i just i feel i have more of a future in academics than i do in athletics so i yeah, keep my freedom and in, in focus on bodies for me as as do i um i've never been a very athletic fella but i do i do enjoy it and especially with the school like on and off it's just it's kind of hard for me to get into like the school this year but but it, it got today was definitely like the most fun day i was in school today and it was pretty chill. Just a nice Friday. You know, Fridays in high school are the best, so. Yes, it's good. I guess, we, I guess we're just going to hop right into the news. I guess. So, I'm going to start. I'll start off with the the sad piece of news, and then we can get better as we go. The, the sad piece of news here. Um, Denver Broncos at pass rusher Vaughn Miller has had a severe tendon injury on the last play of practice in Denver Broncos camp. Um he is expected to require surgery that's going to sit him out for the rest of the season. And it's just sad because it wasn't even a contact. It wasn't even like a contact injury. They didn't have pads on. Just the last point, just some freak injury. Something bad happened to his tendon, and now he's going to have to get surgery. And that's tough because it probably the best player on there at this point. Um, just an absolute monster edge rusher, been one of the best players of the past decade. And they don't even know if they're going to have Bradley Chubb back on the other end by the by week one. So we're we don't even fully know that yet, so like that—that's a big hit there. But you never want to see a guy go down with an injury, especially someone like Vaughn Miller, just a great guy, on and off the field, and nobody likes Vaughn Miller. So it's just—it's sad. To see. I think that's that's my fourth prediction that is already um, not true. Um, it's it's been brutal so far. Hopefully, I can make a comeback. Colton, I don't think you've you've had any predictions go wrong yet. I don't, I don't think because all all of my predictions were like. What like this player's gonna put up this many touchdowns? Yeah, you have to or whatever. Like, like things you aren't gonna know by the end of the year. Like stat yeah, leaders. Yeah, I'm not gonna know this stuff until the end of the year. Yeah, so I'm gonna do I can't. My stuff doesn't isn't gonna like be proved incorrect by the beginning of this. Yeah, I gotta wait till the end. Now, I don't. I don't know if we mentioned this news, but yeah. So, so Kareem Hunt got resigned, so he's not gonna get traded. Leonard yeah. Fournette already dropped, so he didn't get cut. In the um. The Derek, um, David Johnson had a pretty good week one, but we're not going to count that out yet. He could still have a really sucky rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as far is as anything you... else that's good, okay, yeah, I, my picks have been good, but I guess I guess we just talk about the Green Hunt news now. Signed a two-year extension worth thirteen point two five million dollars with the Cleveland Browns. Really surprising, to be honest, as he's like a top ten running back talent, and I didn't think he was going to stay in Cleveland after this contract when he could go be a starting caliber like top 10 or starting top 10 caliber running back somewhere else but i mean it's good for cleveland i i guess he's like a very capable pass catcher very capable rusher they were discussing making him the number three receiver instead of rashard higgins so he's very versatile to say the lead and that's that, that's definitely a good addition to stay there for for cleveland yeah maybe they're, maybe they're looking to, to like win like win a super bowl in the next two years and they want to make sure that even if Nick Chubb gets injured, they already have like someone they can just plug and place in the system. Which I don't know. Every team is planning to win a Super Bowl this year, but maybe they're like they're gonna go really all in. You know, okay. I mean, they yeah. just don't like don't like have many uh, roster issues. Really, stars yeah. all over. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
I guess I dropped I dropped the news a little too early there. I thought we already mentioned it. It's <laughs> yeah, all cool. All cool. So I guess we'll go here. Um, all decade corner Akib Talib has retired from uh, reportedly he was offered a contract from Patriots but turned it down and decided to retire. Um, most notably a Denver Bronco was his like big time when he was at the peak of his powers to say put it in terms like that. Won the Super Bowl there with them, went to the Rams for a little bit. Um, he was just a really good corner, one of the best corners of this decade. I believe he made the all decade team. Um had some beef with, with Michael Crabtree. Uh, interesting moments. But uh, he's been definitely one of the more vocal players and one of the better ones over the past decade. So uh, good stuff there. Great career there for, for Akeem Tlaib. Yeah. Um, I was interested to see that yeah, that he retired because he, he wasn't, like, great for the Rams, but he wasn't bad by any means. He was just like a – he didn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, that was always his game. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's another guy. It's kind of sad to see him go. Um, but you know, yeah, it's not like I'm not too emotionally invested in a key to lead. It's just, yeah, no one was, <laughs> <laughs> but well, I guess you said emotionally invested to players. This is where we get into another some sad news. We it's, saw it coming. Ryan Shazier has officially retired from the NFL. Um, we saw him two time pro bowler. He finished his career as had the gruesome injury versus was it versus the Ravens? That was versus the Bengals. The Bengals. I knew it was a division. But anyway, he had that. Uh, there was a scare that we thought he could have some sort of paralysis. Um, he's able to recover from that better than anyone thought he ever would. He's a, he was able to walk faster than people thought he was never going to be able to walk. And he was doing it in less than a year. Up walking on the stage, announcing draft picks and dancing with his wife at parties. You know, he's with the team, with the Steelers, um, as an advisor role for a long time. So they're still giving him a paycheck. He is officially retired from the NFL. He put out some some videos on Instagram about his future plans and just going where God leads. Um, big respect for Shazier, uh, one of my favorite players when he was on the Steelers. And two-time Pro Bowler, like I said, he could have been so good. But, you know, injuries injuries suck. So it's it's good for Shazier that he's, he's doing what God calls him to do, heading in a different direction, uh, just doing what makes him happy, I guess. So uh, big props to him. It's, this is, yeah, this is certainly sad, but like, I can't be too sad at the man, you know, he, it's, it's more, I guess it's more worth it for him to, um, re- retire now, than push his body to like a limit where he's not going to be able to like walk when he's old, you know, he, now he can, he can live a normal life again, you know, that's, and, and stuff like that, I don't know, I, I wanted to see him play again really bad, I was a big Shea Lever, but, um, I don't know. I posted about it twice on on my uh, my Steelers Instagram account, and um, I made a pretty sweet edit. Mad, always have mad respect for Shay's ear. You can never yes. give them a date. Yes, sir. Um, so I guess the next piece here, Jalen Rams signed a five-year extension with the Los Angeles Rams worth $105 million. He is now the first defensive back in NFL history to ever sign a contract for over $100 million, highest-paid defensive back in, in NFL history now. And... um. I mean, it's kind of, it's deserved. Um, he's, if someone's going to set the market, it's got to be Jalen Ramsey. He's been one of the best corners in the league since coming in for Jacksonville. Um, he was an absolute stud consensus best corner in the league in Jacksonville for the years he was there. Came to L.A. this year. You know, didn't have as productive as Ovison, but you're going to see that when you switch teams midseason and they're not really able to, to build a defensive scheme around you. But look for him to have a great bounce back this year. Jalen Ramsey's still an amazing corner, and if anyone's going to set the bar, 
for for contracts and defensive backs, it's it's going to be Jalen Ramsey. So respect there. He's he's been begging for for the bag for a while now. Um, so he knew it was going to happen. So no, no surprise there. But I, I think I think he's going to be again in the conversation for the for the number one corner this year. That's yeah. something I said. So I you know good for him. <laughs> Getting that money. So your Brown song goes whole lot, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so the last piece we have here, speaking of whole lot of money, DeAndre Hopkins signed an extension. We ranked him as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Five-year extension worth $54.5 million. Ties him to Arizona for the next five years. And he is now the highest, that is the largest contract by a non-quarterback in NFL history now. And the interesting thing about that, which not a lot of people know, is that DeAndre Hopkins negotiated that contract himself. He did not have an agent. He, as a player, went out and negotiated his own contract and made himself the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history. So it's just, like, crazy to think about. So all, I, all I've got to say is matters for DeAndre Hopkins making those money moves and uh, getting his bag. I mean, that's all you can score. That, that's if I always said, if I like was ever an NFL player, which, like, I'll, I'll obviously never be an NFL player, but if I ever was, I um I always like I never wanted to have an agent, you know. I don't know why. I always just seemed like they'd get in the way, you know. That's why I always said that. Like if I was an NFL player, I'd never have an agent. I don't know if I ever mentioned that um to you, but I was like I don't know why. I'm not. I don't know what they do. Like you can just ask how much money you want as it is, and then you know I guess the agents can like formulate that and stuff to show why you're worth that money. But it's so weird. I mean, I'm getting an agent because they do a lot more than you think. It's like free agency. Those agents have connection is the big thing. Those agents know guys from every team, and they're able to, like, call that GM on the phone, like, as personal friends and, like, negotiate contracts or talk to them in free agency or, like, get your information on, like, your draft analytics, what teams are thinking about taking you, like, how teams perceive you around the league differently. There's just so much stuff that I would be completely lost on as a player. Like, even when you just get down to the financial aspects, I don't necessarily know what it the consensus is for me around the league would be for like what, how much I'm going to get paid. Like, like if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not like going to go out there. Like you're going to pay more than anyone else. That's not a quarterback in NFL history. And like, I'm not just going to think that because it's like, no, one else, maybe no one else in the league is willing to do that. Like I wouldn't know. So like props to him. I, I wouldn't, I'm not that advanced in any of those ways, financial or otherwise. So, but I guess DeAndre Hopkins is just a different breed. So, <laughs> that he is a different breed but I, I meant like I could definitely see how like through the draft or like if you want to move teams like you'll definitely need an agent or like Javon Hargrave there's no way he'd just be able to walk into like the Eagles facility and be like I want to be the highest paid nose tackle in the NFL like he need you know you need someone that'll help you out with that but if you just want to like resign with your team you know like if, I, like, yeah. if I'm a James Conner do I need to walk in there with an agent and say stuff or can you just can you just say I really want to be on the Steelers team and this is what my asking price you know I don't know. And yeah. I mean, it's a very naive look way to look at it, but um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach, do we want to get into the receiver list now or to the to the discussion on the game? I'll let you have your decision here. How are we formulating the episode? Uh, I think I'm thinking I'm thinking we talk about the game right now. Just okay. unless unless you think otherwise, I really I really couldn't care less. But I'm no, I'll let you pick this. So <laughs> we had the game going here. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. Okay. Um, actually, I'm sure a lot of you guys watched it. We watched it, 
it started off as a blowout by Kansas City. That Houston went up 7-0 early, and then Kansas City brought it to like 31-0, and it was a blowout. The game ends Kansas City 34, Houston 20. Um, overall, like that's not what I like. I I expected like it wasn't a mate like it was a good game. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but like I was expecting some competition. <laughs> not gonna say the least. Like Kansas City wasn't challenged the whole game. Like they were well in the that there wasn't like much of a game. It was fun. There were some highlight plays and the the top performers there. A lot of us we we we've seen it. Patty Mahomes. 211 yards and three touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie, interestingly enough, we'll get to him sooner, I'm sure. 138 yards and a touchdown. Receiving yards for Kansas City. Um, no one went over 100. We had touchdowns, though, for Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. And then on the other side of the ball there for Houston, Deshaun Watson goes for 253 yards and a touchdown and one pick. David Johnson goes for 77 yards and a touchdown. And Will Fuller goes for 112 yards on eight receptions. So, I, I, the the plays that I watched, I didn't watch the whole game. I was like bouncing in and out because um, I was I was doing homework and stuff. But when I saw David Johnson running, he honestly didn't look that bad. I didn't oh, see him in Arizona. Um, but when I did see him in Arizona, he just looked like slow and like sluggish, and he didn't look like that. He kind of looked like the David Johnson of old, where you kind of remembered him being explosive and, and fast to the line and stuff. Shifty with the, you know, it's uh, if you watch the game, you know David Johnson, uh, had a pretty big game, had a big impact on the game, um, but <clears throat> that was definitely the biggest surprise for me because I really thought David Johnson was going to be a bust and they were going to have to put Duke Johnson in because he just wasn't going to be able to get in. Um, I've said it, I'm, a, I was a David Johnson hater, um, so maybe he'll prove me wrong and that'll be my mm-hmm. sixth wrong, but it's it's yeah. too well. We can, do a retrospective look at the end to yes. see um, David Johnson's look. It's the one week, it's one game, so we can't we can't say anything just yet. Agreed. But um, but I, I think I Johnson had a good week. Um, he put, obviously I said seventy seven yards of touchdown, but it worries me because he was he was averaging like seven yards per carry, but they still only gave him eleven carries. Like yeah, you really the man's having a beastly game and showing like. One to be one of the best players on the field at any given time, and you got cut his carry short because of like Duke Jones. Like for real, like, you got to give the man some run. He had a good game. You can't just cage him up like that. Yeah, um, Bill O'Brien is is proving to to be holding the team back at least to an extent. Um, obviously, he made offseason moves. We all know about the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, but Brandon Brooks, I I saw him make a couple of receptions. And he didn't look that bad. But Will yeah. Fuller, uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh, Brandon, yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Fuller looked good, though. Yeah, as you said. He really Will Fuller was good. Yeah, Will uh, Fuller, when he's, like, healthy, he's, like, top yeah. 10 wide receiver potential. Like, he's so good if he's healthy, but he's just never healthy is the problem. His first his first target of the year, um, it, like, went right through his hands. But then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was annoyed. I was frustrated watching them see, like, the drop pass by him he still has had a drop pass i think brandon cooks had a, like a short drop pass but like as someone who is who has uh deshaun watson as their starting quarterback in one of their fantasy leagues i don't like to see dropped passes by the um or interception but you know such as life he put up 20 so i can i can live with it it's not ideal but it's good enough yeah um deshaun watson as always is the bright spot and there was a funny moment where he sat beside patrick mahomes on the sideline <laughs> it's yeah moments 
that I've really missed when it comes to football, all the all the fun stuff like that that happened. And Andy Reid fogged up it's fogged up face shield. Um which yeah. it was um and it's just stuff like that. You get you get a good laugh out of it out of it. It's a lot of entertainment. Um yeah. but I guess a lot of people didn't agree with me because this year's opening game has the worst um rating for an for an NFL season opener since two thousand and nine. It was like in a de- it was like the worst in a decade is what it said. Some two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Um, I expected it. Yeah, yeah. Because for reasons that we're not going to get into. <laughs> yeah, reasons we're not going to get into. But you, you know, when things, when sports get political, that's when a lot of fans tend to back off. The more casual fans, if the if the views don't line up with their own. So obviously, we're not too much political guys. So we're 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 going to be watching football regardless of their stance on politics. Believe that. There were still 19.3 million TV viewers, though. Um, and like 17,000 people in the stands. Um, so it's about, I guess it's about half capacity for, um, for the chief stadium there. I think which, they said it was, I want to say that, I think they said it was like 22% capacity. I think. Okay. Interestingly uh, enough, th- there's only two teams that are allowing fans in any capacity. It's Kansas city and Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an advantage for Kansas city. Not really. At all. It's not like, it wasn't crazy. Like it was, I feel like it was just like. Chiefs fans are normally crazy as it is, you know. They um they're good for that being like the loudest the loudest fans. Um, but it still yeah. was it still wasn't enough. Like I feel like they could have put in some fake noise. It still didn't seem uh, as- but like I feel like it, it's not like your normal Arrowhead stadium loud, but I feel like it's like loud as like some stadium as the Charger stadiums. There's the Chargers, MLS stadium. like Jacksonville or Washington. They're like you're like average of the pack teams like a Houston even probably. It's about the same. Like maybe they have like the attendance there is like twenty, like twenty thousand or whatever they have is about probably more than than the Chargers get on average. So like, and they're yeah. definitely more passionate. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's for sure. Um, so so what's your what's your uh, what's your ending note here? What's your what are your ending notes about the Chiefs and Texans game? So my ending notes, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is legit for one. Okay, any skepticism that you have about Clyde Edwards throw down the drain. He was a monster. Like, come on, 138 yards and a touchdown in your rookie debut? Especially so when it came into college and people wanted him to switch to receiver. And, like, just took it to heart, became one of the best receiver, or best running back in college football. One of the first, run, first running back selected off the board. In the perfect scenario, it is just already making extreme impact in Kansas City. Um, he's a beast. <laughs> There's not much I, I can say there. Just I saw a thing like, imagine if they still had Kareem and just like, just it's like a top five caliber running back on the old night offense. Oh my gosh, can't even imagine. But like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he's a star. He'll he'll be a star in this at some point in the near future. You can quote me on that. Yeah. Um. So my ending notes. Yeah. The the running backs were key. Um. Even with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, two superstar quarterbacks. Um. It's the running the running game was so key for both teams, as you know. That's what we talked a lot about David Johnson and Clyde Edwards Slayer. So and, and one more thing I wanted to go with. Um we obviously know that Kansas City has the good play. Like I'm not gonna give it a tick. Like Travis Kelsey and Diary Kill are really good players. Completely <laughs> know that. But I take Will Fuller, I kind of alluded to it before. Will Fuller is good. <laughs> like, Will, like, Will Fuller yeah. if he's if he can stay on the field, he's like he would be like a 
good quality wide receiver one for a team. Like, honestly, I think if Will Fuller's able to – because whenever Will Fuller's healthy, he's consistent. Even with DeAndre Hopkins was putting up 100-plus yards and a touchdown, like, relatively consistently. I, if he stays healthy, I can definitely see him getting up to a level of, like, say, an Amari Cooper is right now. Like, I, I don't know who else I'm thinking of, like a Keenan Allen maybe. Um, I, I can definitely go for it. able to stay on the field, like I said, which is no guarantee. Um, he could definitely put up production of one of the league's top receivers. Yeah, you're right. Um, he's certainly, like, there's not, like, any one part of his game. Like, when I watch him, and there's, you know, there's it's the route running, or it's the speed, or it's the... Mike Evans, you know, he's just big, and he's a monster. You can just get him over the top. Like, with him, I don't think there's any, like, to me, there's not, like, one specific trick um, that he's, like, super good at. But, yeah, he's like Amari Cooper, where he, he can kind of do it all. He can catch it. Um, he's good route, route running. He's not... Like, he's still fast, you know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... I get it, I get it. I I think probably speed is something that sticks out for me. He's definitely a good deep, deep threat target. Well, I mean, he's proven that, like, he, he can get it. He can get his catches inside, don't get me wrong. But I, I definitely deep threat he poses there, like, a poor man's Chris Godwin currently. Now, you know who he actually really reminds me? I just thought it's, he kind of reminds me of, like, a, in quotes, prime... Um, Martavis Bryant, like he's kind of lanky when you look at him. Can you mm-hmm. see that? Like, Will is kind of lanky, and then Martavis mm-hmm. Bryant deep that at times. Um, Martavis Bryant, I guess, always struggled struggled with uh, the route running was what well, was the thing he he had a little bit more issues with. But he he could still put put you on skates at times and make like. Yeah. And that was always if if Martavis Bryant can put it all together and get us off the field issues together, you know, he could be the the best wide receiver two in the NFL. With Antonio Brown, but obviously he never did. Um, but that, that's always him and Ryan Shazier, and I guess the, those are the biggest names that come to mind right now. Are like the biggest Steeler players, like Steeler what ifs, like mm-hmm. what kind of their career would have would have really panned out, um, or even Antonio Brown to an extent. But he was already really good. We already knew Antonio Brown was really good, and yeah. he easily passed up Heinz Ward's receiving record and stuff like that. So yeah. Huh. So, unless you've got any more takeaways, then I, we can just hop into the receiver tier list. Let's, let's hop into it. Let's just get to it. Well, I guess I'll start them off here with our bad slash unproven. We basically, so to premise this, we always do superstar star above average average uh, bad slash unproven. Okay. So, we have a list here of a lot of receivers. We can't go through every single one of them in depth at this point. We're going to go through them a little bit. But, um, we kind of did every team has a receiver on this list, right? Their number one receivers on here. And then a lot of teams have two. It's just receivers that, like, get a lot of run. With, you know what I mean? They're, like, an important piece of that team. And, you know, like, there are teams like New York Jets that only have one receiver on there because we want to have their number one receiver on there. But apart from him, we don't know, like, if anyone else on that team is really going to be someone of, like, that's out there that's, like, a big part of that team. And there are other teams, like, Philadelphia Eagles have three receivers. And, like, the three they we're pretty sure are going to have a big impact. So, like, Cowboys have three, yeah. Two. Yeah, Cowboys have three. Like, there are some that have three, some that have one. A lot of teams have two. Just to premise that, like, not a, we don't have the same number for every team. Like, Seattle has three, I believe. But I got, I guess I get into the bad side for me. And obviously, improving doesn't mean bad. And they're in this list, that doesn't mean you're bad. My bad slash improved. Jamison Crowder and Nelson Aguilar are the two that I would like probably consider bad. And the two unproven's, I would say, for me. Jalen Rager, so. Aguilar, Crowder, Celtics, and Troy Crowder is just okay receiver, but he would be 
definitely a lot better in a wide receiver two role than a wide receiver one role, especially with a young quarterback like that. He's not a good wide receiver. Just get that out of the way now. And compared to all these other receivers on this list, he's pretty bad. Aguilar, I like Aguilar a lot more, but he's still, compared to everyone else, bad. He's got an extreme hand issue. He's stone hands. Aguilar has always been his name, and for good reason. He's not a great receiver. And the other two here, Jalen Rager. I like Jalen Rager. Um, I've always, since the draft, he's that I kind of gravitated towards. I've enjoyed him, but I just don't know how much opportunity he's going to get because I don't really see how well he fits in this offense as more of a speedy deep threat, but they have Deshaun Jackson, you know, like to be the primary deal. So I, obviously Rager's going to be good, I think, an efficient receiver, but I just don't think he's going to get enough run. And Henry Ruggs, I've expressed it. He is my pick to be the bust of the year. Um, was never a wide receiver one in college. It's just I don't think it's realistic to take someone who wasn't even a wide receiver one in college and thrust them into a wide receiver one role in the NFL and expect them to thrive, especially so with the play style of Henry Ruggs. And every single year we see the speedy deep threat wide receivers in the first round be the, one of the first ones taken off the board and just fall flat. And that's obviously I don't want to see that, but um, I just don't see Ruggs performing to a level that we expect him to. And I think it'll be unproven in comparison to a lot of these other guys. Um, so, so that was the thing. Like a lot of these receivers, I think would do good on on teams. Um, but just like sometimes I don't look at the situation, or just compared to the other guys, that's like a thing, you know. Um, so the obvious one, Nelson Aguilar, you already said. Um, and then also Jameson Crowder, who who's just in a rough situation there. I think he's pretty good. And then there's there's eight Henry Ruggs, just like you said, um, definitely a high ceiling, but a very low floor uh, when it comes to him. Um, and and J- uh, Jalen Rager as well. Um, I like him out of the draft too. I know um, he's kind of a, very similar to Nelson Aguilar, which is kind of the the thing that that people kind of make fun of to an extent. Um, and then the, I had a couple extra guys in here, Sterling Shepard. I like Golden Tate more than I like Sterling Shepard, honestly. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I just have a bad feeling about him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not that great. <laughs> I can't argue it. <laughs> um, and then this is by far the boldest one right here. AJ Green, I think he's going to regress a lot. I, th- I, I don't about him. I, I like the man, and even in a division rival, I uh, he was always kind of a fun player to watch, you know. He was... um. Back in the day, he was kind of the Mike Evans guy. Now Mike Evans has kind of taken over in that, that role. They're very comparable players. But A.J. Green, he's just he suffered, like, injury after injury after injury. Like, like really big injuries. And he keeps coming back. Like, I'm not sure how old he is. Um, but it's like, it's got to take a toll on your body. And I, I haven't kept track on him a lot in camp. But the outlooks from, uh, from Bengals camp are suspect. They're, they're rough. And... And the situation there, too, he's just a young quarterback with a really bad offensive line, you know, in a very rough situation. I just don't like A.J. Green this year. Prove me wrong, A.J. Green. I'd be happy for you if you could come back. It'd be, it'd be a good story. Um, so, so, yeah, that, that's my bad slash improvement. I had a couple more and one bowl. I can't argue it. I mean, um, <laughs> I have A.J. Green just a little bit higher, but, like, if you want to say he's bad, no, no complaints from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess we get to the average I want to start preface this average here with the first guy that he has the talent of an above average, 
but I think the performance would be low just because of the team he's on. Emmanuel Sanders, I have an average. Um, I just don't see with Michael Thomas on that team just the wealth of talent and him being able to produce at a high level. He's still a good veteran wide receiver, and obviously getting up there in age to where the stats are starting to season by season anyway. He'll still be a good receiver and just a good presence there, but I just don't see the stats really backing him up, per se, on, on that offense. But I still love Sanders there. He's great for the team. And Julian Edelman of New England, not a great fit with I think Brady's work a lot better than Tyler Boyd. Um, underrated, but Burrow's going to struggle, I think. Alshon Jeffrey, Jackson, both of Philly. I just don't. Alshon Jeffrey's. They're, they're both. They were one star receiver. They are anymore at this point. Um, Deontay Johnson of Pittsburgh. He has potential to be above average, high level above average, but I just don't know. see it. Um, Marquise Brown of Baltimore. Small. He didn't. I mean, he was performed okay last year, like nothing special. Um, Josh Gordon coming back after just about he performed well with Russ last time and forward so we'll see I don't know how he's going to do there Debo Samuel he'll miss some time he's already ruled out for week one I like the fit there he punched yards last year he's a good receiver but he's going to some time I don't love it there Brandon Cooks um, he was he was good in in New Orleans good in New England kind of saw some regression in LA and he's probably not going to be the number one team currently in Houston um AJ Green, like you said, he, he's going to regress. He's old. He's injured. I just, I just can't a shell of what he once was. And um, Robert Woods, at average, a solid number two, but every disappoint expectation. Um, Christian Kirk, another good wide receiver two slash wide receiver three, backing up DeAndre Hopkins. Good. He's young. He's got some progression that he needs to to undertake there. But overall, he's an okay receiver. Sammy Watkins, one of my favorite wide receivers. Um, Really good number two receiver, but nothing more. Doesn't really have the potential. He's, you know, he's past the, the development stage at this point. Tyrell Williams, another player past the development stage. He was once a real one of the best number two receivers in the league. I just don't see it anymore. Sterling Shepard, you Adam Lower, and his teammate Golden Tate. I think just both the epitome of average at this point. Mike Williams, a really solid, put up a thousand yards this season. Really solid number two, but with Tyrod Taylor, I just don't see him continuing any of that production. Um, and then the Larry Fitzgerald was my last guy. Arizona Cardinals, one one of the best receivers of all time. But he's old. As much as we love Larry Fitz, he's an average receiver at this point. So that, that that's what I got there. So um, it's we we tiered our guys like a little bit different. Um, so I have a, I have a lot less people in my average, but I my above average is kind of loaded. Um, so I'll start off with Julian Edelman as well. Um, his yeah his his play style does not complement Cam Newton really at all. Or like the way the offense is, none of their their wide receivers really do. Um, so their their offense is going to have a, some problems, but but he's, he's still one of the best route runners in the NFL, really. Um, but he, he's getting up there in age. Um, so I, I have Terry McLaurin here. Um, it's this it's the situation. It's really the situation. He's not not a good quarterback, no good offensive line, no running game whatsoever. Um, it's, uh, he's the best player. On the offense, for sure. Um, so <laughs> he's he's a very talented player. But um, then I have Deshaun, I have Deshaun Jackson as well, Pat, way past his prime. But he he still has the speed. We saw it last year before I got injured. Um, he had a couple of good weeks, but it's an injury. And when you when you have injuries, when you're an older wide receiver, when you have injuries like that, especially when your game is so dependent on the speed, I cannot see him having a great comeback year. Um, like the man, I've also have Mike Williams too. Tyra, Tyra Taylor is not a great quarterback to fit Mike Williams' kind of deep ball mentality when it comes to him. Um, 
That's the Brandon Cooks and um, and Robert Woods, former teammates. I kind of bunched them together there. Um, yeah, like you said, Robert Woods is always a player. Um, is this going to be his breakout year? Or like, you know, he, he's really good. And just, yeah, it just seems let you down a lot. And it's kind of disappointing. Um, Brandon Cooks, yeah, he was, he was good when he was younger. Um, yeah, you saw a little bit of regression with the Rams, so they moved him on. But uh, he didn't look bad. That, then he's not bad. He's just, probably just average. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, Alshon, I have Alston Dreffer here as the average, too. Um, yeah, he was definitely a star on the Super Bowl run. He made a lot of cool catches, and, and he looked really good, but he just didn't look good last year. A lot more drops than you'd expect from your number one wide receiver like that. Um, and with Jalen Rager coming in, you can expect to probably see him have a little bit of a, a decreased role in the team. Um, and other than that, oh, no, I, I have Michael Gallup, too. Michael Gallup kind of seemed like a very surprised player, just come, kind of come out of nowhere and mm-hmm. take over there. And just with C.D. Lamb, I think C.D. Lamb is just going to be a lot better than Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's just kind of kind of fade into to being a nice slot receiver or a nice wide receiver three there. Um, but I don't think yeah. he's going to be just a, a pretty nice piece for the future like that. You know, C.D. Yeah. Lamb is definitely the, the guy they're looking to to have a bigger role, I guess. So one guy that I didn't mention my average I that I, I should have. Uh, they were. Did you have someone else? I had Josh Gordon. I I, just, oh, okay. I just didn't, but obviously, um, you just you said it too, and a lot of yeah. same reasons there. I also forgot someone. Uh, Justin Jefferson. I'm gonna put an average. I like Justin Jefferson as a player, but I just I don't know what his role is gonna go. Start off probably as a number three, and I think he's in time gonna be a really good number two receiver. But I just don't think he's gonna be able to keep it consistently for like the whole season, or like really you know, like maybe half the season. You see him really start to like rise in the ranks a bit, um, but I, I'm going to have to average here. So above average, I've got a chunk of guys. The first one is someone that I'm just going to mention right off the rip now because it's fresh in my mind. Will Fuller, above average. I'm accounting some sort of anything that I'm probably going to happen. He's so productive when he's on the field, and I love watching Will Fuller play, but it's just, how long? It's a matter of time, it seems like. I hope that's not the case. I hope he stays completely healthy, but Lord knows what's going to happen with that. Calvin Ridley, I have. Um, Atlanta Falcons. I think he's going to blossom into the better wide receiver two in the league. The first receiver taken off the board out of Alabama a few years ago um, just really showed some really nice promise down there in Atlanta in the past couple of seasons. Cooper Cup, I almost been stars, but I didn't. Um, definitely more of a slot guy. I really like Cooper Cup's production, but I I want to see if he's actually able to be a number one receiver when there's not like three like super talented receivers on the team. Um, Kenny Galladay is a guy that might be a little higher for ranked a lot higher for most people. I'm not as high on Kenny Galladay as most people are personally. Um, I like his fit with Stafford, but I Stafford kind of ops him ups his value. Is what I'll say. Devontae Parker in Miami. I like him. He put up a lot of resistance, but obviously a lot of empty stats to the extent. Um, Tyler Lockett. I love Tyler. He's really solid with him, but I'm not going to put him a star because there's three capable receivers on that team currently. Um, maybe four if you include Dorsett. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, favorite player. Um, I love Juju. I'm hope I expect some sort of semblance of a bounce back season. Well, whether he'll get thousand yards, I don't know how he's going to perform, but I sure hope so with Ben back. Uh, he'll definitely have some semblance of a back bounce back. He's in there. Jarvis Landry is my next guy. Volume Weaver, uh, right in my end. first even was solid. Last season, interesting. He's still a Pro Bowler. Um, he's just a volume guy. We'll see if he's able to get those targets and maximize them as he did before. Cortland Sutton of the Broncos, great season this year. Um, top 10 caliber season. Um, 
he's been a beast, but like I said, another team where you're bringing in a bunch of productive receivers, the stats will probably get on a bit. He'll still be a great receiver. Jerry Judy, one of the guys they're bringing in for his, um, I, I think he's the best receiver in this draft class, personal. Um, great route runner. I love his fit there with Drew Locke. DJ Moore in Carolina, um, really one of the more underrated players. I love the fit with Teddy B. Scary Terry McLaurin, you had him a little lower. I figure if he puts up almost 1,000 yards with Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum last year, he can do it again. <laughs> Scary Terry, I, I love his fit there. T.Y. Hilton, another guy that's when he's able to stay on the field. He led the league in yards just a few years back. I like the fit with Phillip Rivers. I think they're going to perform very well together. DJ Chark, one of them, he made my underrated players in uh, Jacksonville. I, I'm higher on people are not as like a long-term future back quarterback but like for now i think he proved to get dj chark the ball a decent bit last year i think he'll do it again cd lamb um second best in the draft class month. i love him with Dak, and i agree with that um he'll take michael gallup's place in number two michael gallup i also have he'll be everybody still really good a thousand plus yards last season and my last one is john brown another thousand yards receiver last season i think he'll be one of the best number two receivers in the league behind stefan Diggs, and he performed really well with with Josh Allen before, and despite the accuracy issues, which is something that I was intrigued to see how John Brown would perform without an entirely accurate quarterback. But he still put up a thousand yards, and Josh Allen's not going to get any less accurate. So I like that. I still fit there with John Brown. So those are my above average. I, I, I can't go into like full detail with everybody. I go into a little bit, but there's just some on this list that I can't. To, I, I can't give like a whole thing spiel for every single person. All right, yeah. So so hang on here, cause there's a there's a bunch. Um, so there's two here, aging stars, um, or aging superstars in some cases. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, I have it above average. It's just a hands like he when he gets his opportunities, he's gonna do good. Now the opportunities mm-hmm. are needed, but um, he's still gonna be able to make some plays. You saw it last year. Um, I really hope he can. I like Larry Fitz. I'm a little bit more behind. High on Larry Fitz than most. Just, everybody um, loves Larry Fitz. <laughs> everybody loves Larry Fitz. Um, and then also, I have Emmanuel Sanders here above average. Um, say what you will about a situation with with Michael Thomas and, and an aging Drew Brees. He still he was still good, and he still did. Um, he still did a good for the 49ers last year. So um, I don't know. That's just that's just my take there. Um, and then I have, I have some young guys here. DK Metcalf, who. I didn't hear you say his name, so I'm not, you know, I hope he's not a star because I'm gonna kind of freak out. <laughs> not really, but um, nope. but uh, but DK Metcalf, he's he's a real he's a real good guy. There's definitely a, a high floor, but like I don't not like immensely high ceiling when it comes to um just how yeah, good I, I have him in above average. I, I yes, I just missed over him. There's so many people on this list, and it's not as organized as it should be. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Um. None of Debo Samuel. I like Debo Samuel, like a lot. I like Debo Samuel for some reason way more than than a lot of people. You had him. Uh, I can't even remember. Um. But hey, there's a boring I injury. On average. I like I know. Debo. But I just I don't know if he's gonna be able to get back into the swing of things with a like a broken foot or whatever. Yeah. The, the injury issues. The injury issue is the problem there. Um. But now, now we're gonna get into some speedsters, and then there's a lot. So I like Christian Kirk. Um, he had some good, he had some good games last year, and he kind of developed into being the Cardinals' number one wide receiver last year, over um, over Larry Fitz, and and he proved he proved um, he proved to be pretty good. And then you got you got Kenny Galladay, who um, I had in the same spot as you. I like I really I do like his fit with Stafford there, and I think his potential is through the roof. But we just gotta wait for it to come out, you know. Um, there's I have Sammy Watkins for some reason 
I always, I've always, yeah, I've always been a fan of Sammy Watkins. He came out of the season hot this year, just as as he did last year. Um, it is what it is. Um, if he's gonna, he's not gonna be able to keep up twenty points per game with with the system. But um, there you go. I've also Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is a is a do it all guy. Um, and I like I like his bit as as the more veteran guy before Jerry Duty really becomes number one. And I also Jerry Duty veteran in, in quotation marks. Yeah, he's not really that old, but he's he's kind of the Juju Smith-Schuster of that offense. A lot of young wide receivers, and then a a relatively young wide receiver, but he's still the most experienced. Um, but yeah, I would say Jerry Judy, the best wide receiver coming out of the draft, in my opinion, um, should have been the first off the board. Um, he, he would have been a better fit for the Raiders too if they were really going to draft someone. But then um, Terrell Williams for the Raiders as well, um, not as well, but for the Raiders. Um, he, the injuries have kind of been bugging him lately, so hopefully he can come back from them. I'm not sure. I know he's, he sustained an injury in camp this year. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Hopefully he can come back. He, he was the main target last year for them. I think he's on IR right now. Okay, well, I think he, if he would have played, he would have been in when he got, like, AR, IR has come back, like, next week, but they just throw him on IR so you can break off a receipt. Yeah. Yes, but, like, who knows? So... Here's two two players that I find very similar: Deontay Johnson and John Brown. Um, they're both very speedy guys, and I like their fit. I like both of their fits with Big Ben and Josh Allen. Um, we'll have to see how that how that really pans out. Will Fuller, <sighs> Will Fuller, yeah, another guy. And injury issues. I really want them to stop playing him because he his potential is immense. Um, Golden Tate is someone I'm very high on for some reason. Above average isn't really crazy. But I liked him last year, and um, he had a couple of good games. He he's that I, undoubtedly the, the the big short yardage target when it comes to that that offense they have. They don't have a lot of wide receivers as it is, um, and it's it's him and Evan Ingram. But you know you can't always lean on Evan Ingram every single like third and short or second and short. You know you need you need him. He's he's a in my opinion he's one of the better outrunners in the league. And he, last year he broke off for like. A seventy-six yard touchdown for the first time in his career. Like he can still do it, um, but it's it's few and far between. And then Ceedee Lamb, who's obviously, um, in my opinion, taking over as that as the second or the second focal point in the wide receiving core, because obviously mm-hmm. Zeke is, is a big deal there. But um, Dak, as much hate as I give him, as much hate as he gets from everyone, and uh, I uh, apologize for the hate I've given him because he came that out about besides it. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, he, he's he's better, and he's he's certainly an above average quarterback. He's not bad. Um, and CD Lamb, CD Lamb will play good play good with him. I also like Kelvin Ridley there. Um, yeah, he's going to blossom into the, possibly this the best or second best or maybe even third best. Um, I because he's not going to be better than Jarvis Landry, but <laughs> well, Chris Godwin. Yeah, the um, but he'll he'll be up there. He's going to be one of the better wide receiver twos this year. So, so that's my above Thank average. You lot i'm sorry this just like i can't justify putting a lot of these guys in the stars <laughs> yeah I'm with you. it's like because we only pick the good receivers off the teams <laughs> so yeah yeah i know that, that, that's because i didn't want to pick like have like these good receivers and then just like go you know, to like the panthers and be like seth roberts like obviously you mean bad you know what i mean so like it's yeah. bad in comparison to the rest of these guys so I move yeah. on to the stars now, which is kind of where my list starts to thin out and I get a little bit and I don't have a lot. But my stars list, to start off with the one that was hardest to leave off superstars, 
I guess one of the hard the, the, these next two are the hardest to leave off cigars. Well, I'll say Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill in the star category. Devonte Adams, um, he's been really solid with Aaron Rodgers. He's a great wide receiver, but there's no help around him in the receiving core. Where current number two receiver is Alan Lazard in the Marquez Valdez scaling. Um, not a great receiver core. Well, let's be real. Um, <laughs> there's no one taking the pressure off of him at this point. He's one of the best route runners in the game. And maybe the best coming off the line of anyone I've ever seen. And he's just such a good receiver, but there's no help there. Um, and Tyree Kill, the, the fastest guy in the NFL, don't even argue. Um, not even anything to say there. Patrick got the best quarterback in the league throwing it to you. He's able to burn someone every single play and make big plays every game. Um, Chris Godwin blossomed into a top 10 receiver. Amazing deep threat, I think. His stats will probably progress a little bit with Brady, but it's Tom Brady. He's still going to get his ends. He's still going to be a great receiver. Um, Stephon Diggs. I'm higher on Stephon Diggs than a lot of people. I like him with Josh Allen, who's the best route runner in the league currently. He's a beast, and he can still do it down deep. He's, he got like 150 yards in like three or four straight games last season. He's a beast. He's a beast. Odell Beckham to Cleveland. He's going to have a bounce-back season. I'm not even worried about him. He played with a sports hernia injury the whole freaking year last year, and he still put up like a thousand yards. Um, Odell's a great receiver. Don't even get me wrong. He's a top five talent receiver and he's playing uninjured, good football. He's gotten used to Baker now. I like, I, you know, Keenan Allen um, is the one that I'm worried about because of Tyrod. I love Tyrod. I think quarterback, not, but he's not like anything special. And I don't really know how, like, I don't know if he's going to be able to feed Keenan Allen the ball like he should. But when they dropped Sammy Watkins fourth overall, Tyron Taylor's nearly every feed like a number one receiver needs to be fed. So I don't know how Keenan Allen will have a great, well, he'll still have a good, but like, I don't, it's probably not going to live up to what he has been having with Rivers. Um, AJ Brown, guy that I'm higher on than I love AJ Brown. I predict him to go for 100 receptions and 1,000 yards. He's a beast. He proved to be the best receiver in that class towards the end of the season last year. And I think that's the only thing, he's the only one that's keeping that, that Tennessee passing game in check this season. Um, Amari Cooper. Dallas Cowboys, another guy in contention as route runner. Now uh, we argue, we we talked about CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup at the three spot. Amari Cooper's got the number one spot locked down. Dak Prescott loves him. Uh, he's a really good fit there. Two more guys after Adam Thielen in Minnesota. Um, he he had a bit of a down season last year from seasons ago. Still put up a thousand yards, I believe. And um, he proved two seasons ago he can be a a number one wide receiver. He was an arguable top five receiver two years ago. And I mean, I, there's no evidence to suggest that's going to get any worse. So I like Adam Thielen. Allen Robinson, a guy that we're both really high on. I love Allen Robinson. Um, he's been able to do it with Bortles and Trubisky throughout his career thus far. There's no reason that that's not going to happen this year. And all signs out of Bears training camp indicate that Trubisky has been pretty good. Not to say that he's a good quarterback, but to say that maybe he's going to perform a little better than he did last year. Or, you know, even if he's not, they've got chemistry there. Allen Robinson still put up like 1,200 yards with him last year. So I don't expect anything. Yeah. Um... I have a couple extra guys that you had a little bit farther down. So I'll start this off with the low, like the lower tier stars. Like I have Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's gonna have a really good year this year with Big Ben. Um, maybe it's it's maybe it's wishful thinking or just being biased, but I have Juju as a star. Um, hate on me in the comments. I I couldn't care. <laughs> I'm having him there. And I also have Cooper Cup. I, he's a sweet route runner. And when it comes to like Goff, Jared Goff loved throwing to him, especially in the year they went to the Super Bowl. I think I think the Rams win the Super Bowl if they have Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl. It's a um, day. Like the the chemistry was really good, and he's he's really good. He's um he's he's perfected his craft as far as 
as far as wide receivers like that go, you know. Um, and then I have DJ Chark and AJ Brown, two guys. Um, well, DJ Chark is obviously the the main receiving target. The only thing bad there is, of course, his situation with um, with their offense, which is very rough. But um, it's still, um, it's, I, he's still good. He's still good. He did good with Minshew last year. He was a Pro Bowler. So, um, and there's AJ Brown, who I think is he's going to really get on blossom this year. A lot of guys are blossoming, and, and he he's certainly one of them. Uh, he had some crazy flashes last year, so I'm hoping to keep that going. Um, Adam Thielen, um, he's he's the wide receiver one there, undoubtedly, in Minnesota now. So he'll be Kirk Cousins' best friend. Allen Robinson, as you mentioned, someone we both like a lot. Um, did it with, with some of the, the worst quarterback rooms in the NFL. Um, I'm assuming he'll, he'll keep it going, for sure. Stephon Diggs, moving to Josh to where Josh Allen's at. Um, I like the... The fit there a lot because Josh Allen is, is the big arm quarterback, and, and Josh Allen, um, all reports are saying that his accuracy is a lot better in camp so far. And I'm liking I'm liking Josh Allen this year. Um, so I, of course I like Stephon Diggs in in conjunction. Um, yeah. Keenan Allen here, um, of another very sweet route runner. But the the, the situation, yeah, Tyler Taylor is an average arm with above average athleticism and speed. So. Um, he's still signed a big extension, so not too many worries there. He's one of the more consistent guys in the league now. Yeah, OBJ, another star. Um, you cannot say he's not. He's not one of the most physically gifted. It's it's been the throws almost all of his career. Eli, the back end of Eli Manning when he was getting older and regressing, and then there's Baker Mayfield, who I think is going to improve from last year, but he still might not be the best guy ever. You know. You're not going to always get the most accurate passes of all time there from OBJ. Um, then Jarvis Lange, a, a very big volume guy. Um, he's a great wide receiver, too. Um, so he's he's kind of the bailout guy when it comes. If, if Odo Beckham isn't, isn't open, you can't just go deep to him, and you can just dump it off to, to Jarvis Landry to an extent. Um, and then uh, who's the last guy here? Tyler Lockett and Amari Cooper. I have Tyler Lockett. Is is kind of a weird a weird take, but I like Ty Lockett. Um, Russell Wilson is the second back second most quarterback in the league, um, and <clears throat> he makes Tyler look at Ty, Tyler Lockett look better than he is, in my opinion. But Tyler Lockett is still no joke. Um, he can do it all. He's great in the slot. Um, can catch the deep passes. You know, he's a great guy. Um, Amari Cooper, we already said, great fit with Dak there. And he can do it all. He was another very sweet route runner. A lot of sweet runner, sweet route runners up here. Um, and then we'll only leaves one guy who he's not the best person in the star category. Obviously, someone I like a lot for this year, Devontae Parker. Now his receiving situation, like he doesn't have a lot of receiver help around him, but I think he has two like very capable quarterbacks that are going to be able to feed him um, with Fitzmatrick, Fitzpatrick, who was his uh, his best friend last year. And Tua coming in, who is your choice for offensive rookie of the year. And um, I said that he was going to have a really good year in my Bull Takes uh, episode about the Dolphins. So, so I don't know. I feel really good about Devontae Parker. I drafted him in two fantasy leagues this year. So AJ Brown in two. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like it. I like most of them. Oh, there were a few suspects. I didn't. I don't know how I feel about Devontae Parker or Jarvis Landry, but whatever. Didn't you also have Jarvis Landry? I had him at above average, okay. uh, but 
superstar. It's not, not yeah. crazy. Jarvis is <clears throat> a guy that, like, a mid-tier wide receiver one when he's the wide receiver, he's a high-tier two when he's the wide receiver two. But he doesn't function very well as a wide receiver two. It's just, like, not his game. So, like, so I got four superstars. You saw it coming. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know who my four superstars are going to be. Michael Thomas, for one, had one of the best receptions we've ever seen from a receiver. Broke the receptions record all time. Um, he's a beast. He's not going to get any worse. Maybe statistics might drop off a little bit, but he's still going to be an amazing receiver. Julio Jones, my pick to be the best receiver in football next year, um, been one of the two best receivers over the past decade. Um, he can do it all. He's got a big frame. Beady. They said they're going to trim him a little bit in the red zone, which is the one kind of knock that he, on him recently is that he's not getting a lot of touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's the best receiver in football right now. Um, hands are second to none. He's got immaculate vertical jump. He, he leaps like none other. And Mike Evans is the last guy. You, if you listen to this, you know how high I am on Mike Evans. He's a physical freak, like six foot four, two hundred pounds, two hundred some pounds. He's a beast. He's a freak of nature. He can do anything you want on the field. He can go up and moss guys. He's got speed. And he's a great fit for. I think moving forward, he's going to be a top three receiver in the next couple of years. And I predict in five years, he'll be the second best receiver in the league. Only behind Jamar Chase, who's not even in the league yet. But Mike Evans, superstar. I love them. I think you forgot about someone. Um, now, this isn't a player you forgot about. But I cannot believe you had Tyreek Hill so low. I thought Tyreek Hill was a superstar for sure. Game-breaking speed. And he is no slouch in all aspects of the game. He's a little bit small, but you have to be small to get that speed. He's in the best situation in football with this arguably strongest arm and undoubtedly, well, maybe not undoubtedly, but the best when it comes to like accuracy down the field um, with Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know. I, he's a undoubtedly superstar for me, but I don't know. Um, I also have Michael Thomas. He's, he gets a lot of hate. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is getting a little raspy. But um, Michael Thomas gets a lot of hate. But at the end of the day, we can all admit he's a superstar receiver. Very good. Very good hands. Great situation. Um, Mike Evans as well. He's the perfect build for, uh, for what he does. Goes up and gets it, can moss anyone on the field, and he is, and he's in a good situation with with a uh, Tom Brady as long as he gets his targets there, you know. But Brady knows what he's doing. Um, Julio Jones, uh, yeah, the person I think is gonna gonna lead the the league in uh, receiving yards next year or this year already. I guess it's this year now. <laughs> and Matt Ryan, I think he's gonna have like a a comeback year per se as um he's still the top quarterback in the league. Um. I have I have Devonta Adams a little bit higher. Um, That's he's, he's very skilled. He's very skilled. And if it was just down to skills, I think he'd be a superstar for sure. His situation, you're right, is not great because he's really the the main receiving threat on the team. Like there's no one that's even really close. So he's obviously going to get double teamed every single play. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will will be able to fit it in there. That's just that's just how he is. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in football. Um, in a great, great situation with Kyler Murray. I like Kyler Murray a lot this year. Um, maybe a little bit of a downgrade from Deshaun Watson, but not going to be a huge downgrade. Um, and he's got a lot of good players all around him. Kenyon Drake is a, a going to be a great running back this year. And this, I cannot believe you forgot about Ray Ray McLeod. Obviously, superstar receiver. Uh, uh, that's a funny joke. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. My fault. I like it. I'm getting very tired, though. Um. Uh, I'm whooped. It's it's past midnight. Uh, 
out word the Celtics won game seven. So Celtics versus Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Bring out the brooms, Miami 4-0. I can wish it into existence. I cannot believe. I, th- I thought for sure the Raptors were going to win. All of my sports takes have been awful lately, I guess. Because I guess... <laughs> I thought I, I thought they were going to win. The Raptors, I always... From my limited NBA knowledge, I thought they were one of the best like built teams in the NBA. I know they lost yeah, one. They, they definitely, like... Their problem is they don't have star power. They're the best passing team. They're, like, so unselfish. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and you need someone to score, they just they don't have, like, the A1 superstar that a championship team needs. Neither like, when I, t- when I was watching Kyle Lowry, I had, like, five points. Um, they were just turning the ball over frequently, and, and Boston was hitting on all cylinders, and Tatum was going off. So Yeah, is, is Jason Tatum really a, one of the, the top-tier superstars in the NBA there? I don't think he's a top tier right now. I think give, next season, I think he'll be top 10 player in the league. I think he's fringe top 10 right now, like 11 through 15, somewhere in there. And I don't think either team, Eastern Conference Finals at this point, but one of them is going to make the finals. And um, the, 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 I love Jimmy G buckets, but uh, I just I don't think he's an A1 star. And honestly, the Heat don't really have that guy, like the guy the, in the clutch time though, you give it. Jimmy Butler's clutch, but it's not like no matter what, Jimmy shot. Like the Clippers have Kawhi, Kawhi gets the shot. It, you know what I mean? They don't have the A1 star. They don't have the star power. But Miami is so deep of a team. They've got ballers in the third string. Like they could be starters for other teams. Like they're just a very deep team. Yeah, that was definitely the problem with the Pacers, that their bench was just awful. Because the starters did good, but the bench got three points. I'm never going to... you that bench is anchored by three former Chicago Bulls. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Come on. Justin Holiday, Jakar Sampson, and Doug, Dougie McBuckets. <laughs> I, I do apologize. My voice is um <clears throat> kind of dry. My throat is kind of dry. I was drinking some water with, like, lemon, like, a, a lot of lemon juice mixed in. Because, I don't know, I was just kind of in the mood. And um, it tasted good, but it's like, my throat is dry now. It was a big, yeah. big... A lot of a lot of liquid. Mm-hmm. A lot of liquids have been because when you run cross country, you know you need the liquid. That is that is true. Um, I would assume so. What's your what's your predictions? What's your what's your who do you think is gonna make it to the finals? And and who do you think is gonna win the finals? So my my prediction is Clippers versus Celtics. But I'm I'm sure rooting. <laughs> believe you me. Um, and I think the Clippers are gonna take it. Beginning of the playoffs, I had Clippers versus Milwaukee. I always thought the Clippers, since day one of the season, I've been saying Clippers are going to win it. They just, they're such a deep team. They're, I said Miami's deep. Clippers are way more than Miami. They've got like two six men in the year candidates. Um, and then obviously two, like one top three player in the league, another large top 10 player. They're, they're just such a well constructed team. Kawhi Leonard proved, has proven just the impact that he's had in the playoffs on this past. And, um, it's unmatched to anyone not named LeBron James. So um, I just don't see the Clippers losing. <clears throat> yeah, um, I can see it. I can see it. I really don't. I'm not going to say anything because I don't have the knowledge. I'm still continuing my NBA research, which I followed a couple of NBA accounts. So I see what's going on in the league. <laughs> that's that's the extent of my research. Um, but it, it's, it is interesting to see. I'm super excited for this, for Sunday to watch some different NFL teams, and then Monday to see my Pittsburgh Steelers take on the oh, New York I'm, Giants. I'm ready for the Monday game. I'm Big, so ready to watch some football. I can't it, man. I, uh, I've seen... I really wish we had a Sunday game. I know, me too. We have to wait an extra day. 
Um, like I, I like months any like Monday nights anytime besides week one because like I've waited so long and it's just like give me the football the Steelers <laughs> football is like as quickly as you can that's the last team to play but you know prime time is prime time more than anything I just want to see Ben play mm-hmm. I just want to see a play I want to see if this is gonna be a long year it's gonna be a a fun year if this is gonna be another. Uh, the defense carry us and hope the offense is enough to win the game. Score 15 points. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I don't think. I think Big Ben is going to have an above average year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't decide. I can't tell if I really think Big Ben is going to be a star or if I just, like, am hoping he's going to be a star. Because <laughs> I can't come back and be the Ben that he was before. But it's really hard to tell. Because I don't like even if he's the Ben he was before and he throws for five thousand yards, I don't even know what Deke's on about. He's not going to be the best receiver quarterback in football. Yeah, well, he, I don't think he's going to throw for five thousand yards. He doesn't have the the Antonio Brown. Yeah, the man threw the man threw for five thousand yards and wasn't the best quarterback in football, and wasn't even like most most people didn't even have him in the top five. And he's like, yeah, he's going to come back and be the best quarterback and he can win MVP and the Steelers win the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, that's a strat. Uh, even I if that's think... completely correct, that's so <laughs> deep. You shouldn't, <laughs> even if it comes true. Really um, a very interesting take to, to say that. Not as interesting um, as the uh, Steelers over Buccaneers. I don't know if you saw that. Some, some football analyst said that. Steelers over Buccaneers Super Prediction. I like it, but... Like the Buccaneers, I think that if the Buccaneers have the talent to be a Super Bowl team, and I think the Steelers would be like have have to have some very good luck to make it into the Super Bowl. But then it's like, who's gonna win? Like, if I'm gonna have the Bucks on Steelers, like I think the the Steelers defense is very good. Um, I think it'd be a very good matchup defense on offense, and I think their their defense is pretty matches up pretty well with our offense, especially how good our offense would have to be to get us to the Super Bowl. Um, but it's still like it's a very. That would take a lot of thought. I have to figure that one out. <laughs> I know CBS Sports predictions had like they did like bold predictions for every team. I think they had the Steelers losing the Super Bowl to Dallas. Interestingly, now um, ESPN does twenty thousand simulation of every season before week one to see, and it's like fifteen. It's like I don't know percentages. I'm not sure, but it's like the most likely thing based on the computer predictions, is Chiefs and Cowboys and Chiefs win back-to-back Super Bowl. But it's, like, always the team that won the year before, the Super Bowl the year before, they, like, it always predicts that it's going to be back-to-back Super Bowl winners. And obviously, that doesn't happen very often. So. Hasn't happened since 03 and 04, I believe, with the New England Patriots. I know it's new. It's either 03 and 04 or 04. Yeah. But, like, I cow- like, I guess Cowboys, like, they have... I'm not sure what their, their season looks like, but... I guess they could, they have a pretty easy schedule or something like that. I don't know. They got a darn good team, though. That's for sure. Especially if Alden Alden Smith is uh hasn't lost a step. <laughs> that's a uh, it's another good addition there. But it's been a good episode. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> I hope <laughs> much of a bear to listen to me um talk in my tired and walky voice. But um it has been a fun episode. And for the next episode, we're gonna have. Plenty of NFL football to talk about. Now, we normally record on Monday, but um, that's the Steelers game. So what are you thinking we do? What's the plan here? I mean, we could always just go. We could, I mean, we could probably just go Tuesday. and either, If you want to go like Tuesday and Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. <clears throat> um, 
Well, definitely Tuesday because I want to watch the Steelers game. Yeah. <laughs> from there, we can just plan from there because I'm not sure what the schedule is looking like this week. Yeah, but by year. That's that's how we do it. Yes, sir. There we go. But um, I guess there it is from us here at the Fulton and Joe Show. We are. Peace. Oh wait, wait, wait. I mean, of course, you gotta have a great weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. Great. I hope this episode of the Colton and Joe Show acted as the perfect segue to the most awesome weekend of your life. Yes, love to hear it. So now, from us here at the Colton and Joe Show, we are. Peace.